Hallelujah. You're all welcome to um, Metamorphosis. Uh, you're very welcome to Metamorphosis tonight. Um, as you know, we've been talking about the art of hearing God. Uh, Jesus said that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Man shall not live by bread alone. Um, there is a component of mankind that cannot be satisfied with physical things. Yeah. Uh, man cannot live by bread alone. There is a component of you. There is a part of you. In fact, your true person can only be satisfied by a proceeding word from God. Yeah. That is how we're created to live and to function. So hearing God is, um, is vital um, for us as human beings. Hearing God is vital. He's the one that defines us. It is his word that defines who we are. Amen. And you know, as we're worshiping uh, tonight, um, there are certain things that came up in my heart that I'd like to share before we continue um, before we continue the series on hearing God. Uh, and I feel this is going to help someone tonight because it's come by the Spirit of God. Um, look very quickly at Hebrews 13, uh, verse 10. Hebrews 13, verse 10. I just look about three verses that would um, really encapsulate what I'm trying to convey. Hebrews 13.10 says, We have an altar from which those who serve the tabernacle have no right to eat. We have an altar that, um, the, which those who serve the tabernacle have no right to eat. I'm going to link this to um, that passage in, in 1 Corinthians 6 that I quoted when we started. Verse 17 that says that he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. You know, I shared this during the prayer time on Sunday and it really blessed me. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Um... He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Now, we are joined to the Lord. The Bible says that, um, you know, he that hath not the spirit of Christ is none of his. Yeah? We have the spirit of Christ. We are joined to the Lord. And the Bible says we are one spirit with him. We are one spirit with him. And, and you know, as we're worshiping, um, the Lord reminded me of the scripture in Hebrews that I just read, uh, we just read in Hebrews 13.10, that says that we have an altar. Um, there is a place that has been reserved for us as the body of Christ that those in the Old Testament can't eat of it. These were things that they were searching for. They didn't have this kind of access. Um, where the Lord is joined together with, with us as one. So in our worship, 
we don't need to worship him like he's just in heaven because he's actually within us. And as we deepen that consciousness or that understanding that he's within us, we'll begin to draw from the benefit of that union. Yeah. The benefit of that union. Hallelujah. The benefit of that union. This is an altar that you can enter into at any time. Yeah. You can go into this tabernacle at any point because it's within you. Yeah. It's within you. You know, um, 1 Corinthians 1. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 1. If you go down to um, verse 30 says, But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Jesus became for us wisdom from God. Righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Yeah. As we commune with him who is wisdom, we receive wisdom. You know, the sanctuary, the altar is within us. Yeah. And you know, this really came very strongly in worship. That there's an altar within us that we can step into. He says, without me, you can do nothing. Yeah, I am your wisdom. I am your strength. I am your righteousness. I am your sanctification. You, you can't do it without me. But I'm not far away because the, the altar is within you. You have an altar within you that those in the Old Testament can't eat of. Hallelujah. You know, this is our greatest strength, the presence of God within us. Hallelujah. You know, reading the history of Israel, whenever they went to war, they carried the Ark of the Covenant with them. And it became such a, um, such a thing that whenever the, uh, the enemies saw the Ark, they would be terrified because they knew that their God was with them. The same applies to us today, but the only difference is the Ark is within us. Hallelujah. All that we will eat of that altar. Yeah, and, and really that, that was the thing that just kept coming up in my spirit as we worship. Because the, the power to live right, the power to walk in his wisdom, the power to walk in his righteousness, in his sanctification, can only come from him. Hallelujah. Without him, we can do nothing. But with him, we can do all things. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, so let's get into the business of the evening. So we've been talking about... Um, We've been talking about the art of hearing God. And as I said earlier, um, in, in, uh, during the temptation of Christ, he said, man cannot live or shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds uh, from the mouth of God. And last week, uh, we, we started looking at this area of prophecy 
because in, in the book of Joel, uh, God said to Joel that in the last days, uh, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters will prophesy and your old men will dream dreams, your young men will see visions upon my men servants and maid servants, I'll pour out my spirit in those days. And then we saw in the book of um, Acts that um, Peter actually quoted that passage and said, this is that. Uh, which was spoken by Joel. So we know we're in the last days, we're in the period where God has poured out his spirit upon our flesh, and therefore you and I are eligible to prophesy. Yeah? Uh, and we should prophesy. And we define prophecy as hearing from God and speaking what you hear. So that means that we live in a dispensation where we have the ability to hear from God and speak what we hear. So for our own benefit, and then for the benefit of others. You know, when you read the Psalms, you know, we all read the Psalms now, don't we? And we enjoy the, uh, the, the benefit. You would agree with me that there is a lot of uh, inspiration and revelation in the book of Psalms. Yeah, there's a lot of prophecy in the book of Psalms. But most of the Psalms were written by David. Yeah? And they were not really, I mean, the Spirit of God was going to use the Psalms to bless us, but they weren't written for us. They were prophecies of David to himself. Yeah? So these were, these were Psalms of David where he was hearing from God and speaking. In the midst of his pressures, the Spirit of God will inspire him and he will communicate those pressures. But within that communication of the pain, he would receive inspired revelation that provided encouragement, that provided edification, that provided comfort, that strengthened him. Are you with me? So the Bible even says that, um, uh, that in our day, that we should speak to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. It says we should not be drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but we should be filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. So that means that you and I cannot to write our own psalms. Yeah? Uh, so in the, whatever we're going through, we can connect with that altar within um, and... Um, access wisdom, access inspiration, hear from God and speak what he says. Hallelujah. So, all can hear and speak. All can hear and speak. Now, um, I, I wouldn't sort, sort of go over old ground. Uh, we have all the CDs at the back. Uh, we looked at some of the myths uh, um, of uh, regarding prophecy and the manifestation of the Spirit um, last week. Um, but you see, God speaks to us. Uh, when we began in uh, this series, the, the text scripture we looked at was John 12. And in John 12, about 20, verse 25 or so, uh, Jesus said to the Lord or to the Father, Father, glorify yourself and the father spoke and said, I have glorified myself and I will glorify it again. Now, those around him, some of them thought it thundered. And some thought an angel spoke to him and some didn't hear it. But Jesus said it was for your benefit that the father spoke. So the father spoke, but they didn't hear it. 
Yeah? As we're in a dispensation of prophecy, which means that we're all eligible to hear and speak what God says, it means that the Father is speaking, but just because he's speaking doesn't mean we're hearing it. Okay? Hebrews 1 says that God in time past uh, spoke in many different ways to the fathers by the prophets. So God speaks to us in different ways. So it, we, we need to recognize him speaking. We need to recognize how he speaks and uh, discern how he speaks because your father is speaking to you. Hallelujah. Your father is speaking to you. Your father is speaking to you. Hallelujah. Blessing quoted uh, what I said on um, last Thursday, and I'll say it again, and that is that to be great, you have to be good, but to be good, you have to be bad, and to be bad, you have to try. Yeah? Um, so we have the ability to hear from God, but we need to recognize that... Um, uh, you know, that you're not going to be perfect next week, okay? We, 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 um, we learn. And God has factored that into your training, the fact that you're going to learn, okay? In fact, I'll tell you the assignment I have for you uh, tonight, because I have an assignment for next week, but I'll give you, let me just give you the assignment up front. Yeah, I, I want you to ask the Lord what the passage, my key passage for next week is going to be. Yeah, so let me just give you that assignment up front, okay? Um, but to be good, you've got to be bad, and to be bad, you've got to try, okay? So let us, let us, let us try these things. We're going to grow in these things, but you can be accurate in, in hearing the voice of God. He speaks in different ways, and he's speaking. All right? He's speaking. We, we need to embrace that, that the Lord is speaking. Okay? He is speaking. Because the Bible says in Hebrews 1, 1, that God in, in many different ways, in time past, spoke to the fathers by the prophet, prophets. In these days, he has spoken to us by his son. That's Jesus. But Jesus is in us, and he's still speaking. Uh, are you with me? But he speaks in different ways. Everyone say different ways. Uh, everyone say different ways. All right. I'm repeating myself not because I don't have stuff to say, but I'm trying to get it across. He speaks in different ways. All right. I'm doing the same thing, trying to say the same thing in different ways. He speaks in different ways. In different ways. Okay. So uh, we began last week um, um, looking at what we call impressions. Um, one of the ways the Lord speaks to us is um, what we call prophetic impressions. It sounds grand, but it's, it's really, uh, the prophetic is hearing and speaking, right? One of the ways he does that is through impressions. Impressions. Uh, we've all had what seemed like thoughts on the inside of us, yeah? And you, you had this thought that you wasn't really yours because you, you were not thinking in that direction. But you just had this thought. Uh, you know, you suddenly remembered somebody that you haven't seen in years. And you just had this thought to give them a call. And you call them up and you find out that, man, uh, that was such a timely call. 
um, a friend of mine, he's an architect, and um, he, he was having a lot of challenges at work. Or, you know, it's his business, but he was having a lot of challenges with his business. And you know, after a while, I just said, you know what, I'm just going to, and there's no point chasing, chasing projects. Because I've chased and I have had no, you know, no luck, as they say. So he said, you know what, rather than just spend all my time just going from appointment to appointment, I'm just going to lock myself up and pray. And fast, okay? <clears throat> we'll talk about fasting later. But he said, I'm just going to lock myself up and pray and fast. So he said he just, he spent about three days at home. He didn't go anywhere. He just spent time. He didn't eat anything. He was just worshiping God and meditating the word and just praying and worshiping and meditating and worshiping and meditating and praying. And he said he did that for at least three days. Bless you. And he said during this time, he just had this thought that he should go and see a cousin of his. And he hadn't seen her in quite a while. So he left his house and, and went to see her. And he said as soon as he walked through the door, she said, where have you been? We have been looking for your number. Yeah? We've got this project and we've got that project. We need an architect. Okay? And he said that that was how um, that began. He got a project that way. He got some money and went on to the next. Okay? A thought. A thought came up. Um, that was the Lord speaking, wasn't it? Yeah? Now, these prophetic impressions can happen in three ways. One is um, a thought, which is not your thought, but it comes up like a thought. Yeah, and that's the lowest level. Uh, and that does not mean it's, of, it's not authentic, but it, it's just, it can be quite subjective. Yeah, so the condition of your heart um, will determine whether you pick it up or not. Because these thoughts can be easily swept aside. Are you with me? But like we said last week, there are certain things you can do that would make you more sensitive uh, or better able to discern these things when they come. Okay? And one of those things was we talked about spending time with God. Hallelujah. I mean, years ago, someone gave this illustration that, you know, you can have a mom can have her, her child in children's church and um, there might be 20 screaming babies. But when her baby starts to scream, she would recognize that her baby's screaming. I, and I mean, it's an amazing thing sometimes when, you, when mothers are able to decipher, you know, <laughs> the voice of their children or the cry of their children in the midst of a lot of other kids. Uh, and of course, it comes out of the fact that they spend time with the, with the child. Okay? So spending time with him um, helps you recognize his voice. Uh, and we talked about that last week. That is vital. Spending time with God. Hallelujah. No time spent with God is wasted. Yeah, I'll say it again. No time spent with God is wasted. You know, the world system will structure things around you that it would never be convenient to spend time with God. And there's a reason for that. <laughs> because when you get, spend time with God, you will have insight that you wouldn't have any other way. Okay? Um, so spending time with God is one of the principles uh, of uh, discerning um, these prophetic impressions accurately. We looked at Acts 27, verse 10. 
Paul says, I perceive that this journey that we're about to embark on uh, is fraught with a lot of danger. Now, Paul was, was a prisoner on a ship going to, uh, going to Rome. Now, how many of you realize that people don't tend to listen to prisoners on a ship uh, for insight on whether this is the way to go? All right? You might be a junior executive in your company. In fact, I was speaking. Somebody said to me, you know, there's, there's someone we're, 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 you know, structuring some stuff with. And, um, you know, over the last 18 months, at different points, I would say different things to this person. That I don't think you should go in this direction. And this person would be like, well, yeah, well, whatever, you know. And it will happen the way I said. And then later on, something else will happen. And I'll say, well, I don't think, I don't think we should, you should go in this direction. And you know how it is, you know, we've got the MBAs, we know what we're doing, you know. So something else happened recently. Sorry, I'm trying to uh, couch this. The person isn't here, but you never know where the tapes go. But something else happened recently. And, and this person called and said, you know, that thing you said happened exactly as you said it. And um, I was saying to somebody else that this guy, every time he tells me something, is he a soothsayer or something? She actually used the phrase because she said, every time you say this, it happens the way you say. Yeah? So you might be a junior executive in your business, uh, in, in your industry, or you might be the lowest person on the board, or you might just be the person that is, uh, you know, that has no name. You know, one of those, have you ever, <laughs> you know, somebody that is in the office, you know the person is in the office, but, you know, there's never been occasion to know your name or need to know the name. <laughs> you understand? Um, Paul says, I perceive that this journey is fraught with a lot of uh, danger. You know, at the end of the journey, everyone was listening to Paul. Everybody, from the person, the captain, to everybody. In fact, they were all Paul's friend. Yeah? Um, and you have the same altar. Yeah? We all have the same altar. Okay? Um, and we need to develop that because the Lord is speaking to us. God said to Moses, I have made you a God over Pharaoh. Yeah? Have you noticed I have made you a God over Pharaoh? Uh, God said to Moses. Um, and that is how we become the light of the world. So, there are the thoughts, uh, the prophetic impressions that come as thoughts. Um, the, the second is, and this is really in terms of ministering to people, the impressions can actually be physical, where you feel it in your body. Yeah, where you feel it in your body. Um, you know, Jesus felt virtue go out of him uh, when the woman with the issue of blood uh, touched him. Okay? Um, and like last week or two weeks ago, we we're praying for people here. And, um, and we, we laid hands on people and we're just speaking words as inspired by the Lord. And I remember sort of laying hands on a young man. And as soon as I laid hands on him, I felt something around my head. I actually felt it. Okay? 
Now, that was just, I just had this feeling of something around my head. And, and I knew in my heart that the Lord was saying to him about wisdom, you know. And I said something about wisdom. And, you know, afterwards I asked, you know, we asked people to, uh, after the session, to go up to whoever spoke to you and if it really resonated, you know, share it with them. And he came up to me and said, you know, that's the third time somebody's saying that to me. But what happened? I felt something. So sometimes the Lord will speak to you through your feelings. But how many of you realize that it might be the fact that you haven't eaten that's making you hungry? <laughs> All right. Um, so, so sometimes it can come through your five physical senses. But, but these impressions require that you, you, um, you, you've developed that sensitivity in the spirit to recognize that mm, this is not... There's something about the way I'm feeling that, I, that feels like it's not me. It's like the Lord is trying to get something across to me. Yeah, A lot of people who spend time in prayer will tell you that sometimes they are praying for somebody and they start feeling pain in their own body. Maybe the Lord wakes them up in the middle of the night to pray and they don't know why and they're just praying but they start feeling pain in a particular part of their body and after praying for a while, maybe 30 minutes or an hour or whatever, that pain would suddenly go. So they, know, they would know in their spirit that God is leading them to intercede for somebody who is in pain. Does that make sense? Okay, so these impressions, these impressions, God speaks in different ways. He speaks in different ways. Um, and one of the ways he speaks is through impressions. Don't ignore thoughts that just arise from the inside. Don't ignore the thoughts. Pay attention to them and pray over them. Uh, are you with me? You know, I mean, it, that happens all the time. I, I just had this feeling. I just had this feeling. I don't know why. Don't ignore those feelings. Yeah, Don't ignore them, especially when your heart has been built on the word. You know, it's very important. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, undergirding all of this with the condition of your heart. Does that make sense? Okay. So, prophetic impressions, thoughts, um, the five senses. It won't just be feelings, but the five physical senses. Um, Look at um, 2 Kings 2 verse 15. 2 Kings 2.15. Anyone can read it? Okay, so um, when the son, now Elijah had been taken up by the Lord and, and the mantle of Elijah fell on Elisha and as soon as they saw him, they said, oh, the spirit of Elijah is on Elisha. How, how, how did they know that? Yeah, they, 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 they saw something. Yeah, they saw something. Okay, I'm losing people here. But they, 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 there's, there's, um, you know, there, there is a, there is a sight. Um, okay, let me, let me move on from there. Okay, but, but the first level is, is really impressions. Okay, now the second is uh, the voice of God, the voice of the Lord. The Lord does speak. Okay, uh, the Lord does speak. Um, if you look at First um, Kings nineteen. 11, 
First uh, Kings nineteen eleven. Let me actually turn to it. Now, what happened here was Elijah was in need of counsel from God. He was he was tired. Uh, he was disorientated. He was he needed inspiration. So he went to the mountain of God in Horeb. First Kings nineteen. Okay, verse 11. Verse 11 says, Then he said, that's the Lord, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire, and after the fire, a still, small voice. So it was when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. Suddenly, a voice came to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? So Elijah needed counsel. The Lord didn't come in an earthquake. He didn't come. He didn't say, well, because this is very important to Elijah, I'm going to come as an angel. Uh, he was not in the wind. He came as a still, small voice. And Elijah heard this still, small voice, but he needed to, it was so quiet that he, he went to the entrance of the cave so he could hear it better. Uh, are you with me? Yeah. The Lord does speak, but Oftentimes, he speaks in our spirit through a still, small voice. Through a still, small voice. And that's why the book of Isaiah says that um, uh, in returning and in rest will you be saved. In quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. Yeah? That's Isaiah 30 verse 15. It says, in returning and in rest will you be saved. I mean, that sounds so counter intuitive doesn't it we think in going and in activity shall we be saved all right now i'm not saying you should do nothing all right i'm not saying we should sleep all day but it, it didn't say in in going and in activity shall you be saved okay it says in returning and in rest shall you be saved in quietness and confidence shall be your strength. Confidence in God. Confidence in the fact that you are his sheep. You hear his voice. Uh, faith in God. But in quietness. Because it's in quietness that we will be able to discern his voice. The still small voice of God is internal. Um, it's quiet. It comes within your spirit. Um. And as we spend time in prayer and in meditation, we hear the voice of God. You say, but I haven't heard it yet. Well, as we spend time in prayer and in meditation, okay, um, I, I've discovered that the Lord is not on our timepiece, you know. He has a different, heaven operates on a different schedule, okay. He doesn't understand now, 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 now. <laughs> Yeah, it says in returning and in rest shall you be saved in quietness and in confidence shall be your strength 
it's in that time of meditation and quiet and trust in him that you hear the still small voice of God. Okay? Hallelujah. That we hear the still small voice of God. So that's the voice of the Lord. Um, but then apart from the still small voice, there's an internal audible voice. Um, you know, the still small voice actually sounds like you. Yeah? The still small voice sounds like you. It's like you are, it's like you are having a conversation with yourself, but you know it's not, th those words didn't come from you. All right? The still small voice actually sounds like you. But the audible voice of the Lord um, is actually, it's not, it, doesn't, it doesn't communicate through our voice. It is like a voice that interrupts our thoughts. It's a large, booming voice that interrupts our thoughts. Um, you know, when we began the series, I shared uh, a testimony I had where I heard the voice of God. Now, this is what I heard. It was like an audible voice of the Lord. And this, was, this happened um, before Anita and I got married. And I um, wouldn't go into all the uh, details of my life and her life. And, but basically, uh, getting married for me was a big, big deal. You know, um, it was, I mean, it was a decision I, I, I had a lot of issues with. And if you know my history, you understand why. But anyway, um, and um, we... But I had this epiphany or revelation, sorry, revelation, not epiphany, revelation. I had this revelation. I mean, I didn't know I had been friends for many, many years and, um, and we're just friends. But uh, I had this revelation that uh, we're going to get married and she, she was the one for me and I was the one for her. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and I just, it was, it was, it was actually quite amazing when it happened. But anyway, Long story short, I was looking for Anita, couldn't find her, and you know, from wanting to marry her, I wanted to kill her. And anyway, some morning I'm going to her place. I know she's at home. I'm very upset, and I was just going to tell her that you know, I really wanted us to get married, but now I don't even want to know who you are. <laughs> you know, and um, don't worry, I'll give you the longer version another time. But it's an amazing thing because, I, you know, I'm not like one of those people that says, oh, I heard God, I heard God, I heard God, I heard God. Because most times when people say they hear God, it's actually a still small voice or an impression. When people say, oh, I heard God, it's actually that prophetic impression, that thought. It's not a voice. Uh, are you with me? Um, and we need to be accurate when we say, in saying what, we, what we're saying. Anyway, because it gave me the impression in my young days that everyone was hearing God apart from me. <laughs> Because everyone said, God said to me. And I'm thinking, how come I'm not the one? I'm the only one that doesn't hear God. But really, a lot of times we have this impression. And when we're relaying it to somebody, we say we heard God. Um, but sometimes it's not very accurate. But anyway. So, Anita, so I'm, I, I had a, a Mazda at the time. So, I parked my Mazda in her driveway. Or she lived in, a, in an apartment block, block of flats. And as I'm parking the Mazda, she's walking into, into her block. So I park the car. I see her. She's about, uh, about 100 meters. Oh, no, about 80 meters from me. And she turns around, looks at me, and she knows I'm upset. My face is all, all contorted. 
and I'm, I get out of the car, slam the door, I'm walking toward her, and I'm about to tell, I'm just about to just lay into her, you know, not physically, but with my words, you know. So I'm walking, and you can imagine the condition of my heart. It's not spiritual, I'm not thinking scriptures, you know, nothing like that. In fact, I'm having evil thoughts. And as I'm walking towards her, the Lord speaks to me and says, do you want her or don't you? So it cut through the crap that was going on in my, in my mind. Yeah, that, it, was, it was, I stopped in my tracks and looked around me because it was, a, it was a very clear word that just came through my heart and it interrupted everything that was going on at the time. Yeah, that is the audible voice of the Lord. Okay, um, and I said, uh, I said, of course I do. And he said, well, you're going to have to love her. And that just melted everything. <laughs> so I'm walking, like my face is all like this. And then halfway I stop. She's wondering what's going on. And then I suddenly start smiling. <laughs> you understand? Yeah. But anyway. But uh, so God speaks to people like me. And that might be, um, might be assuring for you. But, but maybe not. But anyway, the, the internal audible voice, um, the Lord does speak with an internal audible voice. And then also, like I said, an internal audible voice, an internal audible voice. Um, it's, it's a voice, it's clear, it comes through, it cuts through um, your thinking. Um, now, like I said, that happened, and we've been married now for 18 years. Um, and, we, and that was before we got married. So that happened 19 years ago. And I've not heard it since. Yeah? That was the first time and the only time in 19 years I heard that kind of voice. But the Lord has been speaking to me since then. Are you with me? Okay? So God speaks in different ways. He chooses how he speaks to you. They're all credible. They're all powerful. They're all spiritual. They might not necessarily be spectacular. Um, but they're all spiritual and we need to recognize that. Look at Psalm 29. So the second one I just mentioned was the internal audible voice, but then there's another one, which is uh, what is called the, the, the audible, audible, the audible voice of God. Look at Psalm 29, just very quickly. You're getting something from this. Yeah, I'm, I'm just try, I'm trying to make sure I pitch it right, so... Because I don't want you to see this as a theological thing. You know, this is very practical, very real. Okay? Very practical, very real. Psalm 29 verse 3 says, The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The glory of God thunders. The Lord is over many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. Yes, the Lord splinters the cedars of Lebanon. He makes them also spill like a calf, Lebanon and Syrian like a, wild, a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord divides the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The, voice, the Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth and strips the forest bare. And in his temple, everyone says, glory. Now, this is the audible voice of God. And, you know, I have never heard it. 
But I'm told that when you hear it, it's like eternity has just reverberated through your being. Okay? Um, if you read um, Daniel chapter 10, in fact, let's just look at it very quickly. This is really cool. Um, in Daniel chapter 10, someone should read um, verses 9 to 11. Daniel 10, 9 to 11. Okay, all right. It says, I had the sound of his voice and I fell on my face in a deep sleep. Yeah, it doesn't mean he fell asleep, but the, the, the presence of God, the power of God was so overwhelming, he fell on his face. Um, and if you read further down, you see that he was trembling. Okay, the, that's the, the, the audible voice of God. Okay, so um, the voice of God is on three levels. You have the still small voice, you have the internal um, audible voice, but then you have the audible voice of God that, that sounds over the waters, that causes uh, uh, the, the dare to give birth, and you know, it's like eternity going through your being. Okay? But God chooses in his sovereignty how he's going to speak to us, but the Lord will speak to us. He always speaks to us. He is speaking. Amen. Okay? But the foundation of all these things is, um, uh, we, we, it's important, one of the key things is spending time with the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, maintaining a quietness in our hearts where we can listen to him, uh, a time of meditation, all right? We need to fight for our time of meditation, our time of communion. And when we're communing with him, we're communing with him, okay? And he's not far away because he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. He's within us. Hallelujah. Uh, he's within us, uh, one spirit with him. Okay, now let us talk about revelations in terms of visions the bible says that you shall dream dreams and see visions okay dream dreams and see what visions so there is an element of the lord speaking that comes as a vision yeah comes as a vision and when we say vision people think you know this spectacular thing and there are different levels of um of visions that are quite spectacular but um the the lowest level is is basically a glimpse in the spirit where you see a picture, a still picture. Um, you know, um, I, this happened in 1999. Uh, Anita and I, uh, we lived in England at the time, and we just had this sense, I just had this knowing that something was going to change. You know, I, 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 um, I was a lay minister in a church, um, but I had, um, I was running, um, I was working as, a, as an IT consultant. I had two projects I was working on. You know, life was good. We had a house, had myself a nice boxster. You know, everything was great. I had a good time. You know, in fact, I saw a picture of it a few days ago. I thought, oh, that's fine. You know, everything was fine. Um, but I began to sense in my spirit that something was going to change. I just, I just sensed that something was going to happen and a shift was coming. Okay, um, what would you call that? An impression. Okay, now this impression was from my inner man, you know, and it was just something I couldn't shake. It's like a thought you can't shake. I just knew something was going to change. So I, I, and I, I, didn't, I can't remember if I said it to her, but 
you know, I just sensed that something was going to change. And I began to get myself ready. Okay? And then all of a sudden, you know how it is with consultants. You know, I had two projects that were working, going very well. All of a sudden, the projects, they just said there was no more budget. And, um, you know, the projects just stopped. Both of them, you know. Uh, in fact, I was the one that was kept, I was kept on the longest <laughs> because they just wanted me to stay on. And anyway, long story short, there was a shift. And, and we, I began to sense that the Lord wanted us to, um, to go to the U.S. Okay. Now, I didn't know why, but I just felt that there was something about the States that we needed to do. We had a house. So what we did was we sold our house and we put our stuff in storage. This is in the UK. And um, I, I didn't really know what the Lord wanted us to do, but I just knew that we should go to the States. So we thought, okay, fine. We sold the house. We had some money from the sale, put our stuff in storage, and we caught a flight to my, uh, went to stay with my cousin in Plano, Plano, Texas. And um, so he said, so what are you guys doing here? I said, well, <laughs> we're... Uh, <laughs> We're just chilling. We're going to, uh... yes. So I, I said, um, we'll just drive around for a bit, you know, and then we'll decide what we're going to do. So he said, well, you guys are welcome to stay for as long as you want. I said, okay, fine. So we hired a car, and then we drove from Plano, Texas, went through, went, we decided to go to Atlanta, you know. So we drove from Plano to Atlanta, went through Alabama and all these places, so we get to Atlanta, you know, I'm giving you this long gist, but I'm just, I'm, I'm just trying to explain to you how exactly how it works, okay? So we got to Atlanta and, uh, you know, we saw the sights, Phipps Plaza, you know, all the wonderful stuff. So after a while, I began to think, and every morning when I wake up, I'll be like, Lord, you know, you are the one leading us, so tell me what we should do, you know? But after a few days of just, you know, jollofing, as they say, and you're waking up in the morning and, and you're like, Lord, so please just help me, guide me, you know, let me know what we should do, you know? And I had this scripture that I used to quote every morning. In fact, let me share that scripture with you. Proverbs chapter 3. You understand what I'm doing this in a minute. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 3. Because this is probably what you're doing as well. Proverbs 3.3 3 says, Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. And so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall what? Direct your paths. So every morning I'll get up and say, Lord, I'm trusting you with all my heart. I'm not leaning on my own understanding. I'm acknowledging you, Lord, so direct me. I did that on day one. Direct me. Day two, I woke up and prayed the same prayer, but I was more worried than I was on day one. I was like, Lord, direct me now. And then the third day, but Lord, I'm praying this prayer. And after a while, I started getting a bit concerned that my wife would think that this, this husband I married, <laughs> yeah? I mean, does he know where we're going? <laughs> you know? Um, so I began to pray, Lord, direct me. I'm, but Lord, I'm praying, direct me. Um, it's possible to pray with worry instead of faith. And it was through that experience that I learned that, you know, 
The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. What I should have been saying every morning was get up in the morning and say, Lord, I thank you because I'm, I'm trusting you today so you are directing me. I thank you because you are directing me. I thank you, Lord, because I will hear the right conversations. I will bump into the right people today. That is faith. What I was doing was worry masked at faith. Using the Bible to worry. A lot of us do that. Yeah? I was like, I was really, I was, anyway, so I'd woken up this morning and I was more worried than the day before. I was like, Lord, please direct me, please direct me. And I was very conscious that my wife would think that, you know, she'd married the wrong person. And, um, but anyway, I'm driving um, in, in Atlanta. I know how they have these really wide roads, uh, which confused me half the time. But I'm driving and I, I'm, I'm saying to the Lord, Lord, please direct me. Just help me. And I see this picture. Now, it is a, it's, it's, I see a picture within me. Yeah? And all I see is a pair of lungs. Okay? I see this pair of lungs. And instantly, I understand what he's saying. And he was saying in that picture that son, being led by my spirit is like breathing. You come with the equipment. He said, being led by my spirit is like breathing. You come with the equipment. Do you know that um, there are a lot of impurities in the air? And when you inhale, your nose hairs sort of filter out some of these impurities. Now, if you understand how impure the air is that you are breathing and you're worried that you are going to breathe in the wrong thing. Because you can come into this room and there's carbon monoxide. I know carbon monoxide has no smell. Yeah? So if you can have carbon monoxide poisoning in a place like this and just not know. Now imagine that you just discovered that carbon monoxide can be in the air right now. And you're worried that, man, what if this particular landmark is infested with carbon monoxide? What will happen to your breathing? You, you'll start sort of <laughs> preempting, you know, maybe I should not breathe. And that in itself can cause you to faint. And what the Lord said to me in that picture, you know, I had this picture of a pair of lungs. And he said, being led by my spirit is like breathing. You come with the equipment. And you know, that set me free. I had a vision, a glimpse in the spirit. Yeah. And as a result of that vision, the next morning when I got up, Instead of being worried that I'll get it wrong, I got up and I said, Lord, I thank you because I trust you with my life. I acknowledge you with my ways and therefore you are directing my path. I don't have to be worried that I'm going to get it wrong because I am your sheep. I hear your voice. I'll not, hear, I'll not follow the voice of a stranger. Your word says, I'll hear a voice behind me saying, this is the way walk in it if I go to the left or the right. So instead of using the word in fear, I was speaking the word by faith. Yeah? And that came as a result of this vision. Yeah? This picture. It was a, it was a still picture. I understood it. You will have visions. The Lord will speak to you through visions. But it will be a glimpse. It could be a glimpse in the spirit. 
Do you know what happened a few days later? You know, I, I kept saying, I'll get up. I, I said, Lord, I thank you because today I'm going to bump into the right people. I'm going to have the right thoughts. I'll just happen to read. If I have to read the newspaper over someone's shoulder and I see something that is interesting, I'll take that as you speaking to me. I began to walk by faith. And then there was this conference that, um, that was happening in Tulsa. And I just had this good feeling about attending. So I said, Anita, let's go to Tulsa. From Atlanta to Tulsa. And why did I decide that that was the Lord speaking to me? Because I had a good feeling about it. And I'm walking by faith. And I don't need to be afraid. Because if I take a wrong step, I will I'll hear a voice saying, this is the way. So I was, instead of being afraid, I was, I was like, hey, let's go to Tulsa. Okay? You know, we're going to fall on our faces, but the Lord has planned for it in the plan. It's part of the plan. It's like your daughter or your little child is learning how to walk. All right? You know they're going to, she's going to fall, right? But you can see everything. You make sure that, you know, the obstacles are not too bad around, around where she's at. Does that make sense? So we drive to Tulsa. Um, there was the um, Winter Bible Seminar happening in Tulsa, in Broken Arrow. Uh, big seminar, several thousand people at the seminar. But I just felt the Lord wanted us to go there, so I went. The first night, I'm walking in, or Anita and I are walking into this big conference center, and I bump into a friend of mine. I'm like, dude, what are you doing here? This guy and I went to school in in Lagos. I was in London. Uh, we were in London. We just came to the U.S. for this trip. He was based in Canada. He came to the U.S. for this trip, um, to, to, to this conference, and we just happened to bump into each other on the first night as I'm walking into a room that had several thousand people. I mean, what's the likelihood of that? So he asked me, what are you doing here? I said, well, we're not really sure. We believe the Lord is leading us to come to the States and stuff. So he said, really? Are you thinking of going to Bible school? I said, yeah, well, we're sort of thinking about it. He said, man, there's some women I'm sitting with. You need to come talk to them. So he leads me to these two women, and they end up leading us to the two Bible schools that we attended while we are in Tulsa. Yeah? And as soon as that connection was made, I knew in my heart that this was the right connection, and everything worked smoothly after that. So we got the connection. But do you see how the Lord used, um, how the Lord spoke to us? impressions, something is coming. You need to start preparing. Okay? And when the thing happened, instead of praying, God, I want, another, I want another job. God, give me another car. God, give me, you know. I recognized in my spirit that the Lord was, he had prepared me for it. That there's a shift coming. And then it didn't all happen, the clarity didn't come instantly. I had to walk by faith. You know, when we talk about walking by faith, it means there's a process. But the key thing is we are confident in the person that's leading us. Yeah? Because it says in returning and in rest shall you be saved. In quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. Okay? And then you are walking by faith in the word. Faith in the word means that um, you are acting on the truth of the word. You know, there is always a scripture you can stand on right now. Now, you might not know exactly where the Lord is leading you, but there is still a verse of scripture that you can, you can stand on right now. Mine was Proverbs 3.5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. So that fortified my heart and kept it stable. Yeah? So that I could, I could walk by faith on that word as the spirit of God was leading me into the dynamics of it. 
I didn't have to wait for a vision before fear was expunged from my heart because the word will push out fear. Amen. The word will push out fear. It is very difficult to hear the still small voice if your heart is full of fear. Yeah? Uh, we need to start by pushing out fear from our hearts with the logos, with the word of God. Um, and then the rhema, that proceeding word that connects us with um, um, what the Lord wants us to do will come up in our hearts. Amen. Let me give you another testimony just to illustrate um, this principle. And I've given this many times, but I'll give it again to show another principle because the quietness of our heart is so important. Yeah, it's so important. Um, so we go into Bible school, and while we're in Bible school, we had a, a, a big financial need, and, um, and we didn't really know how to meet it. But then we just agreed on the word. You know, the word is always the place to start. Amen. The word of God is always the place to start. I don't care how worried you are. If you meditate in the word, the word will push out the worry. Because the Bible says, uh, in the book of Philippians 4, 6, it says, be anxious, be worried for nothing. But in everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your request known unto God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Amen. The only way you know that you have done what Philippians 4, 6 says is when the peace of God keeps your heart and mind. Because a lot of people say, well, I'm not going to worry. I'm going to cast the care on the Lord. You know, I'll present my supplication to the Lord. And they get up from that prayer time and they're still worried. Yeah, the only way you can, you can, you can give your supplication to the Lord with thanksgiving is if you believe you receive the answer to your prayer when you pray. That's the only time when you can really thank God by faith. Okay? So the word must be the foundation of our prayer life and our seeking of God. That's the, that's the place where we must start. Yeah? Otherwise, worry. I mean, fear would... Fear is real. No, fear is real. It will grip your heart and it will do things to you that you would not believe. Yeah? Fear is really real. But the way we confront fear is with the word of God. When you go to the word that gives you the solution to what you are seeking. Yeah? And you meditate on that word. And you found your heart on that word. That word will push out fear. Yeah? We, that word will push out fear. Because fear, that fear of death, is what the devil uses to put us in bondage. Yeah? That fear of death. And when I say death, it's not just literal death. De fear of embarrassment, fear that your business will crumble, fear that you will, you, you will look like you're not the right husband should have married. Fear, you know, that fear that, that brings death into your heart is what the devil uses to keep, to control our lives. Yeah, to control our lives. So we must begin with the word. So anyway, we stood in agreement about this need. And, you know, I, I use Mark eleven twenty four. What things ever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive it and you shall, have, you shall have it. So, Lord, I said, Lord, we have need of this money. You send us here. I trust you. Uh, we believe we receive it. Thank you, Lord. And then after that, I began to pray in the spirit. 
Because praying in the spirit helps quieten your mind. Yeah, Praying in the spirit, praying in tongues helps quieten your mind. Okay, Praying in tongues helps quieten your mind. Proverbs 25 says, Counsel in the heart of man is like deep water. A man of understanding will draw it out. There's counsel in your heart. How do I know that? Because the Holy Spirit is there. Yeah? This is not the, the Holy Spirit is in your heart. Okay? He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. They can't separate the Holy Spirit from you. No, you are one now. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is in your heart and therefore there is counsel in your heart. In Isaiah 48, the Lord said that if only they had listened to me, their peace would have been like a river. He said, I am the Lord, your redeemer. I will teach you to profit. I will lead you in the way that you should go. He said, I will teach you to profit. How is he going to teach you to profit? Within you. Hallelujah. He said, I am the Lord, your redeemer. Redeemer is savior. The one that is going to save you from calamity and death. That thing they are afraid of. He said, I, I am your savior. If only you had listened to me. Your peace would have been like a river. Hallelujah. So we must deal with this fear issue. And the only way we push out fear is by finding out what God has said about the matter. And fill our hearts with it. Meditate on it. Say to yourself. If you have to paste it around you on post-it notes. You know, make it your screensaver. Whatever you need to do. Put it on your, your phone. Yeah, that word that speaks about the answer to your issue. Fill your heart with it, hallelujah, to push out fear. Because then you will be able to access the counsel on the inside. Because there's counsel inside. Yeah? So anyway, so we believe God, and then I begin to pray in the spirit. I begin to pray in the spirit. I begin to pray in the spirit. I did this for several days. We're both praying. Um... Because I need to tell them that, you know, sometimes you give your testimonies and it's like, I was not even there at all. So we're both praying. Sorry, did I just say that out loud? Or was that, did I actually say it? Did I, man. But anyway, so I was just praying in the spirit. I was just praying in the spirit. And when you pray in the spirit, listen to yourself praying so that it, it quietens your mind. If you're not listening to yourself praying, your mind can be thinking about spaghetti and spaghetti and bolognese while your, your mouth is speaking words. But when you're listening to what you are saying, it quietens your mind. Yeah? And I did this for a while. And you say, well, do I have to do this? Well, um, no, if you don't want to get the answer. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> Just like the little child that went to the dentist and said, do I have to floss all my teeth? And she said, well, only the one you want to, you want the teeth you want to keep. Those are the only ones that you need to floss. All the others, you know. <laughs> so anyway, I'm afraid of the spirit. And then one morning I wake up and I have a thought. I wake up. As I'm waking up, I have this thought. Go and meet this person. I mean, it's honestly, I can't help repeating this testimony over and over again because it was just so amazing to me. <laughs> you understand? You know, a thought that you have that you know is not from you. Because never in my wildest dreams would I have had this thought. It's not an incremental thought. 
This was a thought to go and meet the head of some, a ministry, one of the Bible schools that I attended. And the thought said, it came up, go and make an appointment to meet this man. It's like saying you should go and meet the CEO of your company or something like that. And I'm thinking, but why would I go and meet this guy? But I knew it was God. Hallelujah. That was counsel coming out. There is counsel that will come out of your heart. Hallelujah. Now the issue now is that you've got to obey the counsel. You've got to obey the counsel. Okay? So I called up the office. I said, I'm Carlton Williams. Who? Carlton Williams. I attended your school. Oh, okay. That was about, this is about nine months ago. He said, yeah. So you want to see uh, Pastor Bre Reverend Mark? I said, yeah. He said, okay. We'll make an appointment. So I went to see him. And he's and I went to see him. And um, shook his hand. He said, okay. How are you guys doing? Great. You guys are finished? Yes. Are you going to, back to London? Yes. So, what can I do for you guys? So I said, well, we just wanted to say thanks for, you know, we really had a good time while we're in Bible school here. And we're just about to leave. And um, just wanted to say, hey, thanks. So he said, oh, wonderful, wonderful. So he said, um, do you have all my books and tapes? I said, uh, no. So he said, okay. He calls up his office and says, get Carlton Anita a copy of all my books and tapes. And I was thinking, we're trying to get transport money back home. How, how am I going to carry excess luggage? <laughs> you know, but in my heart, I, 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 you know, the word <laughs> came up that, well, God supplies our needs. So, you know, I said, great. So someone brings this big box. If you come to my house, I'll show you the, all the tapes and books from Pastor Mark. So he gives us the box and shakes our hands and says, you know, have a great time. So I carry this box and it is with me. We're walking out of his, his, his office and he says, oh, wait a second. And then goes back into his office, clearly writes a check, comes back, puts it in our hands and says, this is for your trip back home. <laughs> I mean... And then I get into the car, and I open, and it's it's a thousand dollars more than what we needed to get us. I mean, I, I was like, you know, now now. But the thing is, God is no respecter of persons, but but there's a process. Yeah, there are certain assumptions you must make. There are certain values you must embrace. Do you understand? And and we got to work this thing. God is speaking. The first thing we did in that case was, yes, we had a problem. When to find the solution? There's an answer in the word. And then we received that answer from the word and used that answer to push fear out of our hearts because the word of God is God speaking to you. That's where it begins. God is speaking to you in his word. Yeah? So we use that word to push fear out. This is what spiritual warfare is. Because you might not realize it, but this is the spiritual warfare. Fear is standing over your heart saying, it's not going to work. You are going to be embarrassed. You are going to this. You are going to that. It's fear speaking to you. But you need to fight the good fight of faith with the word of God. Yeah. So you use that word to push out fear. That's where it begins. And that's why Philippians 4, it says, whatsoever things are true and all lovely, good report, etc. Think on these things. You control what you think about. Are you with me? You can choose to think the word because that fight is a real fight.
so we use that to push fear out and then begin to pray in the spirit because the spirit of God wants to connect you with the, he's the one that makes the kingdom real. You know, if I just believed God and said, God, you supply our needs and I had not connected with the path that the spirit of God wants to supply that need, we would have been stuck. You can't trust the word without being led by the Holy Spirit. The word and the spirit are one. You can't say, oh, I'm just a word person. I just believe the word. All this Holy Spirit, no, 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 no. The spirit is the one that makes the kingdom real. That's why the Bible says, as many as are led by the spirit, they are the sons of God. Yeah? I needed to connect with the administration or how God wanted to bring that word to pass in my life. Sometimes you pray in the spirit, there's no other instruction. Fine. Sometimes there's a specific instruction. And when that instruction comes, you must plug into it. Are you with me? Yeah? And then you go by faith. I mean, you, you, you know, that counsel came. Then you have to obey it. And I didn't go and say, uh, you know, like, uh, Reverend, is the Lord saying something to you? Shandai. <laughs> no, listen. Listen to me. In fact, <laughs> you know, <laughs> man, I've had to hold on to, I've had to padlock ties and, and jackets, you know, because God help you if you're wearing a good tie. And someone says, you know, someone comes to prophesy to you about the tie you're wearing, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, faith doesn't come by hinting. Yeah. <laughs> faith comes by hearing. Yeah. And it is such a joy when, when, when you make that connection. You grow. I mean, you grow. It's an, it's, you grow. Because now you know you have the keys. Yeah? You know, there's nothing like knowing that you have the keys. You, you know how to work this thing. And it's real. Amen. Well, well time is uh, so it's past 9 o'clock already. Praise the Lord. Well, let us stand and just bless the Lord and... Um, Hallelujah. I trust you got something from this today. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be your name. Just thank the Lord tonight. Just thank him. Just thank him. The Lord loves you. That's why he brought you here tonight. Nothing happens by accident. It might have been in the worship that you just felt that release in your spirit tonight maybe you've been on, under a lot of pressure this week I just felt that release in worship you felt the soothing presence of God hallelujah I just want you to thank him tonight for his presence may have been an exhortation a word, a scripture that really resonated with you it was for you, hallelujah just bless him just thank the Lord that he loves you so much just thank him. Hallelujah. Just thank him. Oh Lord, we thank you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy that's extended toward us. Thank you, oh God, that we are joined to you and one spirit with you. Lord, thank you that you have crowned us with grace and with glory. Thank you that you have given us your spirit. Thank you that you speak to us. Thank you for insight concerning how you speak to us. Thank you, Father, for equipping us 
oh God, to hear your voice and walk in the light of your word. Thank you for the freedom that is ours in Christ. Thank you for the victory that is ours in Christ. Thank you, oh God, hallelujah, that we have the Holy Spirit of God himself. Hallelujah. Lord, we are thankful. We're thankful. We're thankful. Oh, we're thankful, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you because we have an altar. We have an altar. We have a different altar. And we have a 24-7 access to this altar. Thank you because we can step into the Holy of Holies. No intermediary is needed because Jesus is our mediator and the door is open. Hallelujah. Thank you. We have an altar. Oh, thank you because you have been made wisdom, righteousness, sanctification. Lord, we bless you. We thank you. We thank you. Oh, blenna subrianda palarosha. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we're just so thankful for what you've done tonight and what you're doing in us. Thank you for your spirit that um, teaches us your word. Lord, as we meditate on these truths, we know that the Holy Spirit will, will write these truths on our very hearts, oh God, that would live them. Lord, we thank you because you desire intimacy with us. You desire intimacy with us. Holy Spirit, teach us how. Teach us how. Because our true desire is to know the Lord. Well, Lord, just teach us how. We want to fall in love with you all over again. Lord, there's a tendency for us to rely on ourselves. Lord, we want to be lost in you. We want to find our meaning in you. Teach us how to abide in you. Teach us how to draw from your wisdom, from your righteousness, from your sanctification. For Lord, we know that only abiding in you, it's only through abiding in you that will bear fruit. Lord, teach us how. Thank you for your help, oh God. Thank you for your help, oh God. Thank you because you are changing us even by your spirit as we behold your face. We give you thanks for this time. In Jesus' name.